Hi, and welcome to the Calm Birth Conversation podcast. This is Karen McClay, and I will be having lots of wonderful conversations with experts and parents around pregnancy, birth, and parenting, with the aim to help you to make informed choices and decisions around your own journey into parenthood. This podcast is brought to you by Calm Birth, Australia's leading childbirth education program. This conversation is all about calm birth, where we came from, where we are today, and why we do what we do. Hi everyone, it's Karen McClay here, and I'm so excited to be talking to you today um, with our first episode of our Calm Birth Conversation podcast. And today I've got Peter joining me, who is our amazing founder and the developer of the Calm Birth program. And he's also a very special person to me because he's also my father. And I am continuing to carry on his work, um, working with families in birth, but I thought it would be really lovely today if we had a chat with Peter about calm birth and how it evolved and what our philosophy is and why we do what we do, why we believe so much in our program and also the education of couples through their pregnancy and also helping them um, with their education in, in that postnatal period, in that early parenting time as well. So welcome, Pete. How are you doing this morning? Um, great. Thanks, Karen. And thank you for that lovely introduction. It uh, really sounded good. And I'm only too happy to sort of share with people how it all evolved. And I could say that, look, it's still evolving, as you know, and we'll come back to that point later. But uh, you mentioned how did it all start? Where did it start? In hindsight, one can look back and, and see that um, it was a journey. Uh, I go right back to the beginning, to 1970. So it's just on 50 years since uh, I sort of stumbled into nursing. And I think this is a relevant part of the story that uh, it was purely by chance. I often call it a sliding door moment when somebody interviewed me at a hospital for a position as a wardsman and he said by the way do you want to be a wardsman or a nurse and at that point it didn't enter my belief system that men could nurse and in our combo program belief plays a huge part so i look at all these things my beliefs at that stage were well fairly limited so just sort of going through that i had to return to school and i won't go into that part of the life story but uh, I never looked back. I completed my general nursing in 1994, uh, sorry 1974 and um, 12 months after I'd become a registered nurse um, the matron at the hospital said Peter you would be good in administration of a hospital somewhere so therefore you've got to go and do your midwifery and uh, I gulped but I thought well why not? So I rocked up to Blacktown in 1976. I was the second male through that particular hospital. Now, if you can sort of, you know, put yourself in my position back there, I was going into a very dominated, uh, woman-centred area, and uh, I felt pretty anxious. But I must say it was the mothers. Maybe because of my age, I was in my mid-20s then or late-20s, and because I'd had some life skills, I was able to communicate. And I think I got more, as well as my academic studies, knowledge from mothers. Mm -hmm. And I ended up, after that 12 months, coming away, uh, thinking it was the most amazing 12 months of my nursing so far. But also, I was very concerned that birth was a medical and surgical problem. Because that's basically what I saw. Now, this is in no sort of way... Uh, undermining the people who taught me they were wonderful but it was a very medical model and I really came through believing I was an obstetric nurse and uh, that was okay uh, the next part of the plan was I went and did my psychiatric nursing training which in a way as I look back and everything's in hindsight that I had a good overall sort of grasp of the human being I did my general nursing uh, they're all models my midwifery and then psychiatric nursing. So then there was a time we went back to Grafton and, and uh, I was sort of employed in various areas. And I think all this goes up to make the Calm Birth program or the Calm Birth story. Uh, I was thrown into the School of Nursing where I taught the third year students 
uh, maternal and infant child, uh, child care at that stage, it was called. But it was an introduction to obstetrics and midwifery. Of course, simply because I had the certificate. I also taught them the introduction to uh, the mental health. And that was all, you know, good because I kept my theoretical work going. So again, with a few other moves in, in our life, um, we ended up in Sydney. And uh, another really interesting period in my time was working in the adolescent unit. So again, I was grasping this full uh, picture of the human being, but also noticing things. I was noticing that um, many people who seem to suffer from a lot of tension, fear, anxiety, and that seem the environments they grew up into sometimes were very turbulent without going into any details. So anyway, after a number of years in Sydney and at Westmead Hospital, uh, Sue and I decided to move to Barrel, which that was 32 years ago now. And I was fortunate to get into Barrel Hospital. And when they offered me the job, they said, oh, you're a midwife will throw you into the maternity unit. I gulped and uh, went home and picked up my books. Now, if you recall, I said a little while ago, the 12 months I spent at Blacktown, it was the mothers who really inspired me just listening to them. And I just happened to pick out a line from one of Michelle O'Donnell's books, and most people would know who he is, a wonderful French obstetrician. And he said, if you let them, each mother will teach you something. And that was a connection. So as well as doing my academic training uh, or improving it, I started to really listen to mothers and say, tell me what your experience is like. Now, in those first few years at uh, Barrel Hospital, I did an advanced midwifery course to get back up to speed. I did a neonatal course at um, uh, MacArthur University. It was a tertiary level course. And uh, then I came back and I was still perplexed. I said, there's something missing. And I kept talking to mothers, and I must say the majority of them told me about the pain of childbirth. Now, during that advanced midwifery course, I came across the work of Dr. Grantley Dick Reed and a fear, tension, pain theory. But at that stage, I was still very much in the medical model, looking through those lenses. And so I began to explore pain management seminars to see what we could do on that medical level. I even went over to South Australia and followed a wonderful doctor around. His name was Dr. Brown Ridge. And he had developed uh, epidural blocks to the point of uh, walking epidurals and all this sort of thing. So he was a lovely man, shared his knowledge, but he, he felt every mother should have one. But that was, in hindsight, I can see that was his uh, you know, belief. Anyway, I kept searching and I happened one day to be in Canberra at a wonderful pain management seminar over three days where we got all the medical stuff. But then we had an afternoon of uh, uh, complementary therapies. There was a, an acupuncturist, which now has been introduced in the calm birth, and we can come back to that later when you're talking a little bit. There was a aromatherapist, a massage therapist, a chiropractor, and a hypnotherapist, as he was called. Now, that started to ring a bell. Because I had this overall picture of the human being, I started to sort of grasp the point that the point we're probably missing was this mind-body connection. And I went ahead and I enrolled in um, the uh, school here in Australia, Bryce Wright um, kind of uh, school, but it, was, it wasn't about hypnotherapy. It was about what we call private subconscious mind healing, which was in hindsight, an evolution of some of the old techniques. So that was good. Now, one of the things that really struck me in the early stages, and I think this comes into, as I began to assemble Calm Birth, was part of it was what we called subconscious resources. And as we studied the, the program, there were a number which we really incorporate into Calm Birth today was Use of visualization, relaxation, breathing, uh, use of imagination, all of these sorts of things. <clears throat> and I was very fortunate to come across a wonderful saying by one of my mentors in book. I won't go into a great deal of names, but he said, 
mothers could be taught to use their subconscious resources during labor and thus enter into it in full awareness and experience it as he thought nature had intended in a joyful way, albeit an intense experience. Mm -hmm. So the bits of the puzzle started to come together. As I went back to kind of um, uh, Barrel Hospital and continued my work, the other thing I noticed that um, mothers who were admitted with hyperemesis were again, which you can imagine, very fearful, very anxious. Anybody who's got that chronic vomiting, it's, it's terrible. So I began working with those initially. And I think those early things, uh, those early kind of workings with people really convinced me, hey, there's something here that we've missed in the medical model. It does a wonderful thing. It's not about putting any model down, but I think this part was missing. And as I began to work and see people, and I could tell you many stories, but we won't go into that now, um, people change. Then I began to look at it, how we could put a program together to help this mind-body connection really sort of uh, be foremost. And I really began to understand a little saying that I picked up and I use very often, knowledge is the precursor of the experience. Mm -hmm. Birth is experiential, but if the mother has an understanding of how her body was in, uh, designed to work and the chemistry that's there, if we are in that right state and the, the, the mammalian principles of birth, first of all, she must feel safe. Now, if you've got knowledge, you usually feel safe. If you've got a partner, and I also looked at this aspect, the dads were often left out in my training because somehow it grew up like that. You know, it's not about putting anything down. We created a structure that didn't fit the physiology of birth. So to me, when we understand the physiology, that a mother's body is fully equipped to birth a baby, albeit an intense experience, then we look after that environment, keep it safe and intimate, then her body will work. Now, that doesn't mean to say that in a, a number of cases, they will need a little bit of help or something can go wrong. And that's where our medical model comes in because they're the experts when there's a problem. But I believe mothers, and I base this on a lot of reading and research, that 80% of mothers, according to some of the people I've studied, can do this, but they don't know they can do it. So hence the Calm Birth Programme came in that sort of got a component of knowledge of how the body was designed to work. It really looks at the emotional sort of uh, aspect of birth and connecting up that fear, tension, pain theory. If there's a lot of fear because of ignorance, they don't know what's happening, then their body's gonna be in the wrong system. They're not going to feel safe. And so I began to weave this together and then with the training that I did with uh, uh, the people with the subconscious mind work, there came this idea that there's a therapeutic part that can be incorporated to healing some of the old beliefs and old feelings and emotions. And this was borne out with many mothers I worked with who had had previous negative experiences with birth and came to me and, um, uh, you know, once they understood the process and they were taught the tools, they did amazing work. And I think I'd just like to say, before I stop this a little bit, and you can ask me another question or I can throw a little back, back to you, was that um, this mother said she had a terrible experience and she said to me, when I did calm birth, I exchanged fear for trust. She said it was so simple. Trust that my body knew what it was doing. And uh, that particular mother went on to have four babies. And the last three births were pretty amazing. So again, she turned it around. So knowledge is the precursor. So over a period of time, from sort of uh, beginning the program at home here in Barrel, with three or four couples in the 
lounge room, I kept looking at it, refining it, and it's still being refined today. And uh, my daughter has taken over, who's a, a lovely midwife, very a very wise clinician, and um, she's picked it up and she continued to evolve it. So it's a work in progress. It's not something that's static. And I am quite amazed that, you know, in the last five years, because I'm still in the background, although I've let go of the reins, at just the improvement. So I could throw it back to you and say, okay, you took over the reins. And I think I, I can preface it with this. And I think it's a great place to preface it from it. When you, we initially started and you came on board, and I was showing you how I was doing it. And you said, I can't do it like that. I said, well, do it your way, but keep the principles there. And just my observation, I've seen you do that, but you brought in some wonderful things. So let me ask you over the last five years, how it's evolved in your mind and what improvements that you have incorporated into the program that's really keeping it you know, moving along and offering mums and dads and newborn babies best? Well, do you know, there, there's not an enormous amount of improvement that needed to be done because it's an absolutely incredible program that, that you had developed. I, I think really what it was was more bringing in, in the evidence and the research to support what we were teaching because really you, when you started out with this, you were, you were a pioneer in this form of, of childbirth education, particularly bringing in that mind-body connection. That was a, a new idea in, in normal everyday life and, and in, in normal medicine, let alone bringing it into that birth space. And in fact, I, I really believe that you're, you were the, the pioneer in bringing the mind-body connection into birth. And so at that time, the research was limited, even though that we knew the power of the mind-body connection in birth. I mean, working with women in birth, you see it all the time, but how their belief systems and their perceptions and their, their fear or their trust allows them to either work with birth or work against it. And, and so I, I think that really what, where, what we have done, where, how the program continues to evolve is it just continues to add that the research, the ongoing and evolving research to support what we have been teaching all along anyway. And then again, because we're very much about helping couples um, develop that, that knowledge and the tools that they require to, to help them to be in that space where birth likes to play. So in that relaxation system, in that growth system, feeling that safe, calm, private, um, having that safe, calm, private environment around them is really essential. So we've added things into it like, um, you know, the acupressure because we know acupressure works amazingly with that. And again, that comes back down to acupressure. One of the reasons why it is so powerful is it works with it with a woman's nervous system to help um, unblock any parts of that system. But it also comes down to, to um, that safety element because they're being touched in a really positive way that, that it helps partners communicate with them at a deeper level as well. So um, it provides comfort to them, provides um, confidence and relaxation, helps those that chemistry of their body to really circulate mm -hmm. to to really help them them work with birth. So we've added that into it, um, a little bit more movement and positioning as well. Again, because one of the th big things that I'm about with calm birth is that in order to be open up here with with our mind, we need to be we need to have the knowledge and tools to understand what's going on physically as well. And when when we're in any situation, any experience in life, if we know what it's, what it's about and how to work with it under any condition, then that creates the confidence which opens us here mm -hmm. and then opens us down here in the body in our body where our baby comes because one of the one of the things that I, I say to women often is that our whole job as a woman giving birth to a baby is to open for that baby to come through and if we're not open here we can't open physically as well so we're adding lots of different stuff into the program to help them open here 
as well as open down here as well. And then again, as you said, when you started the program, it was three couples in your lounge room, you know, like once a month where now we, we have close to a hundred educators all throughout Australia and New Zealand and, and, and a couple of other countries as well. And on, and we also are now in five major maternity hospitals as, as one of their antenatal offerings with more and more um, maternity hospitals wanting to come on board. And again, that that's hospital driven because the midwives and the obstetricians and the caregivers really see the power that our program has um, to give to, to women. And it's not so much that calm birth is going to create the experience for those women what it and and the couple what it canvas does is gives them once again as we keep saying the knowledge and tools for them to create the experience mm -hmm. themselves and and it's however birth goes we don't mm -hmm. advocate a particular mm -hmm. way for women to give birth because we know that there's lots of different ways to give birth and it's really again coming back to that that principle of safe, calm, private, and it, and women have mm. to birth where they they feel safe and how they feel safe, mm -hmm. um, and and then when they're feeling safe, then they're nice and calm, and um, and they're respected. So we very much advocate for couples creating the best birth for them mm. and for their babies as well. And mm. with that comes choice, and that's yeah. the other big thing we advocate in calm birth is is how essential it is. Um, for informed decision-making and also for choice, which is why we've started this podcast because we want to continue to get that information out there for mm. couples to make informed decisions and choices around their pregnancy, their birth and, and their parenting as well. So that's, that's the idea behind this podcast is, mm. is, is giving them that information. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the uh, goals that you formulated of Calm Birth was that it's not so much how a mother gives birth, but how a couple can enhance the experience. experience. Birth is experiential. And uh, as I said, the majority of mothers, I don't think nature got it that wrong. No. The, the trouble is, over the centuries, we've downloaded so much fear. I mean, if you go back and just a student of history, when we think about... Um, say, 100 years ago, in the time of Grantley Dick Reed. And this is why I think he was so brilliant in terms of formulating that fear, tension, pain. How could a mother feel safe in that Victorian era where they were put in a room and uh, a very authoritarian sort of model at that time and uh, often they were left alone? We, we pulled all the supports out. And that's why I mentioned that little phrase a little while ago. We somehow got off the track. I think it wasn't, it was unintentional, but we created that structure that didn't fit it. And now what I see you kind of bringing in, as you say, there's been quite a few things and I'm really pleased you have brought in the ACCA pressure. Uh, I have over the years sort of recommended mums in certain circumstances to uh, do that uh, or, you know, see somebody who's dealing with pregnancy. But in my research of it, which is limited, I know it connects with the emotional side. Mm. So again, our model, the, the, the part we do with the, the mind-body connection is, is really about healing those emotions or showing them that when they're in the right emotions, then the chemistry flows as nature intended. That's so it's right. a wonderful model. You know, it's been going around for 3,000 years. So I think they know a bit about it. Yeah, and you know, the, the thing too, Pete, um, going with that is, and talking about the experience of birth and how powerful and, and important that is, is, you know, I, as a working midwife, um, I, you know, working with women and families over the past 12 years in, in that space, it when women and, and their partners talk about their experience of birth, they don't talk about their physical journey. They talk mm. about their emotional journey. And in mm. fact, you can speak to elderly women in nursing homes about their births and they will always talk about their emotional journey of birth. Mm. They will talk mm. about how they felt giving birth, what was said to them, did they feel safe? And, and that's the thing that we need to remember that with any experience that we have in life, it is the emotional journey of that experience mm. that affects us 
the most and affects us long term. And that is really why we do what we do, because we really care about how couples are talking about their births once they have been through them. And not only for them and how they move into that space of parenting, but also for their children, because it becomes generational. Our belief systems around birth come from our gen- from previous generations yeah. and, and our cultural experiences around mm. birth. And mm. that's, I guess, what our big job has been here um, with, with the um, development of calm birth is not just changing individual couples' experience of birth. We've been really much, very much about changing the culture of birth because the culture that we have has not fitted as you said earlier with the physiology of women you know you need to look at um you need to look at at caring for women um holistically in this space because it's it's not just a physical journey it's very very much a powerful emotional journey and Mm -hmm. and even though it's only a one two for some women maybe three days in their life it is laying down an incredibly strong foundation Mm -hmm. for them to launch themselves as as couples and mothers and Mm. and partners as fathers um, for, for their lifetime and their connection with each other and their babies. So mm. even though it's a small moment, it's, it's, a, it's a huge one. And even looking at the hormones of labour and birth, that incredible oxytocin hormone, mm. which is our hormone of connection, but it's the hormone that we need for labour and birth. Mm. But often when I'm talking in my classes about this incredible hormone, understanding that your labor is not just a labor of a cervix open and bringing a baby out of a uterus. Our bodies know that we need to connect and bond with our children once they're born, with our babies once they're born. So our oxytocin levels build to such an enormous height by the end of, mm-hmm. end of our labors that the mothers have no choice but to connect biologically with their baby. And depending on how that journey went, the emotional connection will either happen right then as well or it may take a little bit longer. Sure. But the, the levels of oxytocin that occur in labour will never occur at those amounts ever again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unless a woman gives birth a second time, mm-hmm. which we often do. So women are very lucky. We get to experience those, those high levels of oxytocin a couple of times in our life. But, but for male babies, they will never, ever, ever get to experience that oxytocin mm. high ever again. Mm. It will never come to them. Right. Um, so it is such an important time of connection in that space too, mm. which is mm. why I am so passionate and, and all our educators are so passionate and our program is so passionate about educating the support team mm. Um, mm. in that space. Partners are absolutely essential in in birth and um and are absolutely essential with our program so our program is not just for birthing women it's for Mm. partners as well because really because they're they're the ones that hold space for women Mm -hmm. and i really with all the work that i have done over over many years working with families in this space um realize that the emotional journey of a woman is very much dictated by, the, by who holds the space for her when mm. she's in labour and how mm. that space has been held. And when you get a, a partner um, who is really well-educated, understands labour and birth, knows his or her partner better than anyone else, okay, they're experts in this room just as much as midwives and obstetricians because no one knows their partner better than what they do, okay, and they know how to hold space and work in that space, then those women have the most incredible, safe, calm, private environment around them and their emotional journey for them is so much more enhanced. Mm -hmm. And because of that oxytocin high that goes on the room and because it's a pheromone, the connection that happens isn't just between mother and baby, Mm -hmm. it's between the partner partner and the mother the birthing Mm. woman Mm. and also the partner and the baby as well so Mm. they connect as a family which is why again another reason that we are so Mm. passionate about education um, during labor Mm, and And that gets them off to a good start that that that, that's essential to me i've always said it's the foundational work Uh, i agree with one of my mentors in this work we said in womb experiences birth and the first seven years of life 
is the foundation. That, that makes complete common sense to me. And the, the, the most important part is to put those foundations down solid and then they deal with what comes later on. But if the foundations are wonky to start with, then I, I've, I've, I've often said this, it, if we paid more attention to pregnancy, birth, and that early childhood period, then we might save ourselves a lot of heartache down the road. And um, to me, that's again what Karma is all about. Um, mm. To give people the opportunity to create an experience. And, and when you hear mothers, and I've had many mothers say to me, it was the best day of my life. And um, one of the mums, again, uh, who uh, I mentioned before, she said when she was birthing her second baby, as opposed to her first baby, she said, tell the mothers not to wish it over because it is an experience that you only do once, twice, three times, and you should be in the experience. And I believe it should be. I think it should be one of the most amazing parts of a woman's life as well as the dad but i mean we're seeing it from different sort of perspectives and through different lenses but when you get a couple that are really connecting mm. that is powerful it um, is absolutely and, and that connection is 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 so so powerful no matter how that birth goes and yeah. and you know there are women absolutely ha who have a lot more challenging birth than others and mm. and really by gaining those skills and knowledge that that we do teach in our program and it really helps them to to be able to move through that experience um, uh, much more emotionally safe mm. as well mm. and and, mm. and discover their strength and and that's the thing about what what i guess we're passionate about in calm birth and i know there's a lot i keep saying that word and using that word because we we very much are is where we're big on not so much teaching couples a whole lot of new things but rather showing them what they already have within themselves and already instinctively intuitively know to birth their babies you know in our culture we're very left brain we're very mm -hmm. analytical we we like to be in control mm -hmm. and know what's going on but but pregnancy labor and birth and even and parenting in particular are very right-sided brain activities they're very intuitive very creative mm -hmm. um very instinctive and it's about giving the giving couples that knowledge and tools to understand that they they will know what to do when they get in that situation mm, they just it's a word that you used before trust yeah that incredible word of trusting that they know what to do <laughs> our bodies have been purpose built to do we'll this do it. Mm. and we just need to trust it mm. um with it and surrender into that space the women mm. who who are able to surrender and let go here are able to really open up yeah. and, and work in that space of birth. Yeah. And that, that's borne out in the knowledge, in the science today. A very simple example of that is, uh, um, you've all heard me talk about Bruce Lipton. He says, love is the thing that opens us up. Mm. Fear is the thing that kind of closes us up. And if we apply that same thing to birth, and if we can help couples, and I mean both the mum and dad, because they both give because of this offspring, if they consider it a labour of love, as opposed to something they've got to get through, it makes a whole difference. They're open to the journey. And uh, if we can help them understand that fear is a normal emotion, but with knowledge, the only proven cure for fear is knowledge, according to one person I read, not a bad saying i don't know whether it's totally true but if we have the knowledge then we can dismantle those fears and move with it be in the moment again i've had mothers say to me peter the birth of my baby was meditative i was so totally in the present and although it was intense i knew i could do it mm. so again the you know it's when mothers to me they're the the greatest authority and even those mums who sometimes require help those unexpected circumstances that crop up uh, we have lots of stories of that that um you know they went through the experience still and they would wouldn't change it things mm. happen and uh if we've got the knowledge and the skills then we can go with it rather than 
bite it and, and, and sort of be disappointed. I think that was one of the early things that made me really say, what are we missing? Was the amount of mothers that spoke to me that said, I was really disappointed. Mm. And uh, I thought, oh, that's so sad. And, and, and the other thing, you know, that I often say is that, you know, if a mother had a traumatic experience, would look at the dad and say, never again. And I thought, oh, so what are we missing? So the whole point of my, you know, developing the program, if we come back to that, was uh, to find that missing piece, which I believe is the mind-body connection. Mm. And the science today really confirms that. And I think we're so much more fortunate in this day and age because we do know so much more about it. We still don't know it all. But what we do know seems to uh, allow couples to create something. And we, we, you know, we create our own experience. So how do we do it? With knowledge. You know, a, a carpenter can't build a house unless he has the knowledge of how it all goes together. So if a couple are working together and... Uh, creating an experience and they're putting the foundation down by it. That's right. And, and, you know, it's also the other really big thing that we always say at Calm Birth too is there's no failure in birth. You know, there's just lots of different birth journeys. Mm -hmm. And again, what's right for one woman is, is, is may not be right for another woman yep. or may not be the, the type of birth that is best for that other mm -hmm. woman. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I often say um, with all the women that I work with in my, in my courses and also as my, in a practice as a midwife is I have never, ever, ever seen two births ever the same. Even with the women who I've been there for their second and third births, you know, I have never, ever seen two births the same, which is fantastic. It means this is not a competitive sport. This is about a unique experience yes, right. for, that, for that family with that particular child. Mm. And, and so it's creating that best experience and the safest experience mm -hmm. for, for, that, for that baby um, yeah. And for, and for that couple as well. So there's a, that really big thing of there, there's no failure in birth. And I guess to the, the other thing is to understand is um, that it is an intense day. It is mm -hmm. a big day. And just because it is challenging and, and the sensations that women experience can be strong and powerful and challenging, every woman is going to feel it differently. So where one woman there's women that come out of birth and they say, you know what, I didn't feel any pain at all. There's a lot of pressure, but I would never have said that my labor was painful. But then you get other women who do experience a lot mm. of discomfort through labor. Mm. That doesn't mean that this woman was doing anything wrong. Yeah. That was just her experience of it. Yeah. But, she, mm. but one of the things that we have learned working with Cumberth is that when, when all women are in the right headspace and trusting and surrendering into birth, then their labors, no matter whether they're feeling a little bit or a lot, still remain manageable. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. The difference between fear and, um, and confidence mm -hmm. is the manageability of labor. Right. Absolutely. Not so much the intensity, but whether that intensity remains manageable. And that's why knowledge and tools are so important mm -hmm. to have so that they can gain that confidence. Yeah, I would totally agree. And when you look at it, when you step back and reflect, there's a simplicity here. Mm. And um, this was one of the other lovely insights, I think, that I picked up from uh, GDR, as I call him. The introduction of simplicity is often not well received. But when you understand physiology, if a mother feels safe, then the system's going to be operating in childbirth as it was designed. But if she's in survival, it's going to go every which way. So again, there's that simplicity of simply understanding that nature didn't get it wrong for the vast majority of mums. If we can only help them and reassure them and give them the confidence, hey, you can do this. And if something should sort of go to the right or the left or there's a detour along the way. We have other wonderful people who have put a lot of time and effort into study who have the knowledge and skills to get you over that particular bump or whatever it happens to be. That's right. And, and I always say, wouldn't you agree, Pete, that in any experience in life, it doesn't have to be both, but any experience in life where we do feel safe, calm and respected and private, 
we have a better experience. So this work is no different to any other experience Mm -hmm. in life as well. And the other thing that I would say to to that point that you were just making there about women where where their their births do take a detour, whether it be a maternal reason or whether it be a baby reason, There's still an incredible wisdom that comes out in women's bodies there. Mm-hmm. And, and because our, not only is our body incredible at doing birth, it's also amazing at communicating to us when things are not quite going right as well. So trusting those instincts when things are not feeling right mm-hmm. to speak mm-hmm. up and say, because that's, that's your right. body communicating to you mm-hmm. to say, you know what, things, this doesn't feel quite right. Um, I think we need a little bit of extra support here. Mm. And that's, that's, that's just as much wisdom as what it is when women's bodies do, re- do, do birth it as it's meant to have gone. That's right. So, it, again, it comes back to that no failure in birth. That's right. Um, it, and our bodies are just as clever at telling us when things are not quite going yeah. to plan yeah. as what they are in telling us when everything is just just hunky-dory as i say intuitively if you really tuned in and this comes back again to one of the principles uh to be in the moment and listening you know i say in my classes so often and even some of the things that we've designed if if you go back to the program the uh the uh metaphor of the temple bells is to listen and there's a real you know that Mm. that's a seed being sown and as we kind of unfold the program, there's a lot of those kind of little concepts. Listen, be in the moment. Birth is something interior rather than somebody else telling you what to do. Mm. Listen to your body. So, you know, I still, after, what, 50 years, am blown away by the whole uh, physiology of birth. Mm. Uh, again, when I look back and how it all started, that sliding door moment, um, I never realised that the journey I embarked on in 1970 to go nursing, and I didn't have much confidence then, (laughs) um, it's an amazing one when I look back. And then even doing the midwifery, that was another sliding door moment. Mm. Fancy a matron saying, look, go do your midwifery. I didn't argue. (laughs) But so what comes out? So sometimes if not only we trust birth, but we trust the journey of life that... Mm. uh, we will be in the place uh, where we're meant to be. It's a little bit like a, a little story. I've got to finish with a story of, of a, uh, an American Indian who said, when we get into a river, if we fight the current, we soon get exhausted and we sink. Yeah. If, on the other hand, we let go and go will flow, it's easy and we will end up where we're meant to be. Mm. And if mums and dads could take that little idea that, you know, their birth is going to unfold exactly right for them if they have the knowledge and skills to trust the process. That's right. And, and, and again, in Compass, we do give lots of knowledge and skills. But one of, one of the big parts and probably what really sets Kambas apart from a lot of other programs is is that therapeutic component of Kambas mm. and and why our program is not just for first-time mums and and first-time couples it's it's very much for um for women that have given birth however many times Mm. um particularly those that have not had great experiences previously Mm. so say Mm. with their first birth even their second birth if they've had a a traumatic experience or not so great experience we often find they do come to calm birth and and what they learn with us and and that that therapeutic component that's embedded into our program and it helps them to move past their last birth Mm. and create a completely different experience Mm. the next time and often we get the feedback that not only was that experience so much different and so much richer but it was actually able to heal their previous experience Mm. and Mm. and also at times heal their relationships between the partner and Mm. and the birthing mother and her her children her previous children as well Mm. like some of the the most incredible stories that we've gotten back Mm. have been around that healing that occurs not just at that conscious level Mm. but also at that deeper subconscious level which is where our beliefs have been laid down so so pete why is that so important why is it so important to be addressing our belief systems at at that deeper level not just at that conscious level 
Well, if we follow the science today, uh, very simply put, it's our beliefs that control our biology. Mm. Okay? So it's our beliefs or our perception. And um, again, Bruce Lipton brings this out very well, a cellular biologist uh, saying how we interpret the environment. So again, if we keep coming back to birth and a mother interprets the environment as not safe, then her biology doesn't work as it was designed. But that then comes back to beliefs. So where do we store our beliefs? In this thing we call the mind, which is a bit hard to uh, kind of put your finger on, as I often say. No one's ever found one at post-mortem. But we know the brain has got a lot to do with storing information. They can do all sorts of wonderful MRIs. But uh, as another one says, you know, uh, the brain is therefore not the mind, but it is the physical apparatus which uh, the mind uses now. Again, probably five years down the track, they'll come up with something different. But there is something that's driving it. And uh, in a wonderful documentary that I often refer people to called Heal, one of the people says, everything starts in the mind, mm. whatever the mind may be. So even, you know, to give birth to a baby, there's got to be something that's sort of orchestrating it. And uh, we call it mind. It's a term. It's a model. Um, so you know, if we can sort of expand our understanding as much as we can and the people understand that it's often their thinking, which is usually their thoughts and beliefs, uh, has a powerful influence on their physical body and the physical outcomes of whatever you're in. I mean, even in, you and I have both done general nursing. We've looked after many people with operations. You take the people who really trust their doctor and uh, believe that this is going to fix them, they usually get better a lot quicker. Those who are apprehensive and fearful, they often struggle. So our beliefs, as I said, our perceptions control our biology. So if we change our beliefs, then we change our physiology. That's right. And it's an important part. Hmm. And I often, I often talk about our belief systems as being a habit of thinking. You know, and, and habits develop over time and they, they develop with it with an idea that has been reinforced over and over mm -hmm. to a point that it, it becomes something that we don't have to consciously think about anymore. Right. It just becomes Automatic. part of who we are. And mm -hmm. so one of our big things that we do at Calm Birth is really look at what our belief systems are around mm -hmm. birth mm -hmm. that, that couples have gathered over a lifetime mm -hmm. of, of living. Um, they've gotten so many different messages around mm -hmm. birth and it's about really examining them and and working out what ones are really going to help them to achieve the birth experience that they're after and then what ones are, are really going to perhaps get in the way of, of achieving that birth experience mm -hmm. and then reframing those ideas yes at a conscious mm -hmm. level with lots of the knowledge and tools mm -hmm. but also understanding that they need to be reframed at that deeper level deeper as level. well which mm -hmm. is what we do um, in the therapeutic component which is embedded mm -hmm. in in our deep relaxation exercises mm -hmm. um, which we might talk about in another in another conversation we'll go through and and start to look deeper into some of the the things that we teach in our Combirth program and those subconscious resources that you talk about mm. um, later on but really that's that's why why couples um, get but where they find the benefit of our program mm. is that it helps them to really reframe those those belief systems around birth consciously, mm. but also at that subconscious level, so that when they move into that space of birth, there there's confidence not just consciously, but there's confidence at that that innate mm. subconscious level, and it helps them to then access that instinctive way mm. to work with birth as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah the, the whole program over the weekend or however people do it over four or five nights is an opportunity to examine those beliefs in the light of the knowledge that we're giving them plus the skills and there mm. at a subconscious level is this beautiful thing that occurs what i often refer to as some creative reorganization within themselves and mm. therefore they can then go on and create that experience and draw on that. I mean, I'm sure so many mums have said to you, as well as to me, we use what we learned at Calm Birth, the skills and the knowledge in the ongoing journey. Yeah. So again, it's reappraising the whole thing. 
Absolutely. So if anyone out there is interested in finding out more about our Calmbirth program, you can go to our website, calmbirth.com.au, to find out a little bit more information. Oh, you can also find an educator near you. As I said, we have 100 educators all over Australia and New Zealand um, and also over in Europe as well now um, and all of our educators are birth professionals so they're, they're, they're midwives, um, doulas, we even have an obstetrician as well who works with us um, and and we all teach what we teach because we, we believe in the program and we've seen firsthand the power that the Cumberth program has mm, working in our mm. space. It's, it's so often that we get feedback from midwives when we go out because we also educate midwives and obstetricians and GPs and allied health in our philosophy and how we can improve the emotional journey of women in birth and they will always say to us that you you don't even have to ask if a couple have done calm birth you can just tell and that that really is testimony to to um, our program and also to the fact that couples what we teach really resonates with many many couples and they really take on board our teaching so thanks for joining me today Pete I really really appreciate that and I'm sure over the the coming months across our podcast we're going to have lots of amazing conversations about this mind-body connection and really investigating that more um, with the podcast too we're also going to be talking to lots of other experts in the field of pregnancy birth and parenting um, to help you as i said earlier make informed decisions around your pregnancy birth and and parenting as well bye everyone bye everyone <laughs>